This is Advice for Life with Lynn. And by the way, this podcast is for adults only. This is adult content. Today's issues, your top burning questions for our sex therapist. Ah, Can you feel the heat? You have problems? She has answers. Getting down to the nitty gritty with people who know what they're talking about. This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com slash Audible. I love the word free. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from. You can get them from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. This is a continuation of our last podcast on living your best sex life. In this show, we've got a compilation of your awesome, fabulous, kick-ass questions about sex that you may have been too embarrassed to ask anybody. Actually, I got a couple email email questions, you know, viewers and listeners uh, emailing me questions, and then a couple of my friends, they're all like, oh my God, this better be anonymous. Oh my God, please don't tell anybody. God, calm down, people. These are just great questions. Jennifer Smith is a sex therapist and sex expert on Hot Talk on Hot 105.1 Radio. This is hot. She conducts all kinds of workshops, does all kinds of conferences. She helps people uh, like couple intimacy and foreplay workshop. Again, I want to take that. And classes on how to do your best when it comes to oral sex and basically how to have better sex all around. Welcome back, Jennifer. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to see what the questions are. Me too. I'm excited to hear your answers, actually. (laughs) Okay. Our first question is from a guy. He says, I'm most interested in sex when I wake up in the morning, but she likes it best when she finishes a workout. Is there Mm. a compromise? You have it in the middle of the day? He he wants it in the morning and she wants it, sounds like, in the middle of the day. Oh. Or the more later. Uh, yeah, it depends on when she's working out. I think that you have to be able to compromise of sometimes she gives it to you in the morning before she goes to the gym, or you need to be ready to serve her up when she gets home from the gym because that's when your endorphins are the highest. So that's why she's more prone to want to have it after a workout. But men wake up with an erection. That's why he's wanting it more when he wakes up in the morning. And he has an erection because of hormones. Yes. So you're suggest- so they both want it when they're feeling it. Mm-hmm. And so communication. Communication of how can we compromise on maybe I'll give it to you a couple of times in the morning. You give it to me a couple of times when I get back from the gym. Or you just make another time period where both of you are on the same arousal schedule if you can. How can you communicate like that without making it seem like a business transaction? <laughs> okay, honey, shut down. All right. Okay. You're going to take out the trash. I'm going to give you some sex. I mean. Well, when you communicate the needs, then you know how to meet them. So if she, if he knows that she likes it when he, when she gets home from the gym, then he should be waiting there butt naked when she gets home. And if she knows that he likes it in the morning, sometimes it may not be ideal for you, but you wake up and you give a blowjob or, you know, you just kind of lean over and push your butt out and <laughs> get the signal. <laughs> oh yeah. I still like to, I'm still in kind of a new relationship, newish a year and a half. I still brush my teeth. I still wake up in the morning because I brush my teeth. I'm like, when's that, when's this crap going to end? When am I going to be okay with morning breath? Still in the bubble as my friend, one of my good friends That's says. That's okay. Stay in the bubble as long as you can. Right? I mean, I still care. Yeah. Excellent answer. Number two, um, this question, I'm not sure who's this is from. How do we avoid predictable sex? Ooh. Routine sex. 
Hmm. Sounds like somebody's in maybe a long-term relationship. Yeah. You got to keep pushing the envelope to keep it fresh and new. Be spontaneous. Don't have it in the same place every time. You don't have to just have sex in the bedroom. You can change it up. You know, you can have it in the kitchen, top of the washer, in the car, at work, if you can. Don't get fired, please. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, keep it fresh or wear lingerie if you haven't worn it in a while. Um, wear just an apron and cook dinner. Wear lingerie when you cook or... You know, you have to keep it fresh. You have to keep pushing the envelope of what turns your partner on too. If you know that your partner likes certain things and you never do them, pump it up a bit. That's good advice. I also find that do things, and tell me what you think about this, do things that, that uh, get out of the routine for you. Yes. Like what turns you on. I remember one time yep. I showed up in just a trench coat. I thought, oh, that'd be so sexy one time just to show up. Because men are easy in yeah. general. They're easy. <laughs> they just want it, right? <laughs> And I did. And my partner was like, oh my God, you can't even talk. And I was just so proud of myself. I'm like, I'm driving down Miami without any clothes on, but I had this, you know, trench coat. But you feel aroused, right? Yes. Just driving over. You're right. like, I am about to really do something. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, so change it up. Change it up. You have to push yourself. And I think that that's like a check-in with yourself. Like things are getting a little too monotonous. Like, let me do something. To, and, and sometimes it's not as big as people think it is. Just go back to the early stages of what you guys used to do. That's it. Just rewind the tape a bit and remember the simple things that turned your partner on or the things that you did that they really liked and just repeat them. Yeah. Okay. Great answer. Number three, third question. Oh, this is a good one. Is bringing a third person oh. into the relationship a good idea to spice things up? <laughs> oh, this is probably number one question. Um, really? Yeah. People still wow. really big on bringing a third or a fourth. Um, I already know the answer, but you tell me your expert answer. Sounds good in the moment. <laughs> it sounds great, but it's not not good for every mm-hmm. relationship. Some relationships, this will tear you down and apart because your relationship is already unstable and insecure. Or Be- one of- and you know it's unstable and insecure because yes. you're thinking about a third person. Yes. Okay. Um, no, not because you're thinking about a third person, but because there just might be other issues in the relationship and bringing a third person in to please your partner mm-hmm. is never going to do anything well for you because you might now have insecurities, especially if there's might been infidelity in the past. So I don't always, I don't recommend it for people that are in shaky ground or have a very inconsistent relationship. And if you want to keep your partner, that's probably not the best avenue to take. Well, what if some people say, oh my, we got a really strong relationship and we're just wild people and we want to bring a third in. Then they can do that. But I think you have to have the conversation, communicate, of what is the expectation of us bringing this partner in and what are the rules? Because there needs to be rules if you're going to bring a third like, in. Like we can't have any emotions. Well, not even emotions. Are we? We're not going to do this at our house, especially if you have children. Um, yeah. Are we going to go somewhere else? How are we going to find this person? Are we going to stay in communication with them afterwards? Are they going to? Are we going to have them tested for STDs before this actually happens? And there's like a lot of different things that you have to discuss and have rules about before you even open that door because it does get hectic. And some people are okay with just having sex. It was a great experience, having a threesome, and then they can move on with their relationship and never even talk to the third person. But some people aren't like that. 
So I, I think you have to have a real serious conversation about the expectations with your partner before bringing in a third. You said something pretty profound. You said, this is like my number one question. Mm-hmm. Really? Like most people want to have a threesome or bring in a third person to the relationship? Yes. Especially here in Miami. Because oh. most partners, uh, I don't want to say most partners, but many people here in Miami are bisexual. So they still would like to have both partners in the bedroom. So... I have mm. a, a lot of people that, that do ask that. Does that ever work? It does for some people, especially if you're in a polyamorous relationship. And explain what that is. Polyamorous relationship is when three or more people are in a committed relationship together. We're, yeah. we're in Utah. Or, <laughs> okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, and there's they, an understanding. Yes, that there's an understanding. All, we're, mm-hmm. all, we're, we're all in a relationship together. Mm-hmm. Now, not every poly relationship is different and not all of the partners have sex together. Some just have part, just have sex with the intersect, which is the one person in the relation, the one person in the relationship that has the, uh, that has the other partners. It's very complicated to explain. But it sounds so, complicated being. Right. So if I had, if I, I would be the intersect and I decided to have three boyfriends, I would be in three separate relationships with them, but we all collectively would be in a committed relationship together that making the commitment of, I am the woman in the relationship and that they are my partners. Do they have sex with each other? No, they would not have sex with wow, each other. I'm exhausted. That would be for you. <laughs> <laughs> that because that would be my rule. I see. But other relationships are not like that. Right. Other poly relationships, some people, all three people have sex together. Not maybe not all the time, but that's what they. That's the rule for their relationship. So, and and bring it back to the your in general. Mm-hmm. Your answer is it's it's I, never a good idea to bring a third person in. I don't think unless the relation. No. Yeah. I would just say no, just to be safe. Okay. Next question. I'm a mother in her forties. I'm tired and I just don't feel sexy in bed. Help. Well, you need, need to listen to our last podcast on, mm-hmm. on sex. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your answer to her? her tips? You have to remember that you're a woman first before you are a wife or a mom. Amen. You're, you're a, a woman first and you have to prioritize yourself and your needs and not feeling sexy is related to stress sometimes or just getting caught up in, in the roles of your life, but not listening to your body and listening to yourself. And I'm a big advocate for women to, um, you know, self pamper yourself and get your sexy back, get your nails done, get your hair because done. Because you want to, not because you're trying to impress exactly. anybody. Exactly. And that self-esteem, it, it, that makes or breaks really for women if we're going to be sexual or not. If we're feeling great, we're going to be more sexual. If we're not feeling that great, forget it. A hundred percent. So I think that just doing that and, and, and I'm a big advocate that you can't wear sweatpants all the time <laughs> and, you know, wear no makeup and just pull your hair back. And I know that that feels great, especially during that time of the month, but there's other times where we have to put on a sexy nighty. So we be- feel good so we- about ourselves. Exactly. Exactly. Right. You know, you have to still be able to maintain feeling good about yourself. Do you know I put, per, per, I put perfume on before I go to bed, even mm. when I'm sleeping by myself? <laughs> but it relaxes like, you, I right? I smell good. I'm sexy. And some of the... I started having... Yes. I don't want to talk too much about myself, but <laughs> it's very... It's very... I'm feeling very vulnerable. But yeah, for me, I can totally understand that because after I got divorced, I felt like... Even though I'm still a mother, obviously, mm-hmm. but older teenagers, but they still need me. When I started dating, I was like, 
wow, I remember I'm a woman mm-hmm. and I have needs yeah. and I'm a badass, sexy fiend. I'm not just here to make money, produce children and, you know, vacuum. Right. Right. I'm no. sensual. No. So get in with, get in tune with your sensual side. Yes. And I think that women get so lost in the identity that we take on as, as, uh, you know, our role at work and, and mom and wife and daughter and sister. And we just take on all these roles, but we forget that we were a woman first. And that's really what your partner fell in love with too. Is that aspect of who you were when they met you. You can't lose that either. Great point. Next question. How can toys enhance my sex life or not? (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty cute. Okay. Oh, I love toys. Toys are your friend. They're always there to please you. They never talk back. (laughs) Um, Toys can enhance your relationship, whether you're single or in a relationship, uh, because they just add extra stimulation to you and to your partner. It might arouse your partner even more than you do, uh, which feels really nice. When and you that's okay. That's okay. That's totally okay. And actually seeing your partner get turned on or more aroused or about to climax takes you through the roof. So I always am encouraging people to try different toys because one toy that works for you might not work for them. So you have to find something that works for both of you if you're using one together. When you're single, there are toys for men and for women. For men, they have a masturbation um, toys called uh, flashlights, which I know it's a weird name, but (laughs) the can kind of looks like a flashlight, but inside it feels like a vagina. And it's already lubricated. Oh my goodness. So all Is this like a blow up doll? No, it's not a blow up doll. It's like a, I'm, I'm holding a bottle. It mm-hmm. literally looks like this and inside it feels like a vagina. The shape, the outside of it looks like a vagina and you just put your, you know, you put your penis in there and it feels like one. It's already comes you lubricated. Hear. Yeah. I tell you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I stuck my fingers in there. Oh, okay. It feels real. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so they can use that to masturbate. Interesting. So they don't even have to just use their hand anymore. Interesting. Uh, and for women, I mean, we have lots of different toys that we can use and dildos and vibrators and um, different uh, toys you can just put on your clit, bullets. Um, How can somebody get over if they have a hang up about toys? And this person didn't ask that, but. Just go to a sex toy party. You can go to a sex okay, toy party. Okay, well, what if they're not going to do that? If you're going to hang up about toy, you're not going to go to some party like it's Tupperware. Then but order like, one discreetly on Amazon and okay. try it okay. at home. And that's okay. Nobody has to know about it. You can go in your room and shut the door or you can use them in the shower if it's waterproof. Um, and so I think that you just have to be open. This is an orgasm. It's nothing that's going to hurt you. <laughs> that's what the toy is there for, is to give you nothing but pleasure. So let's remember that, people. Is Toys are here just to give us great feelings and pleasure. Oh, this is a really good one. If I fantasize about another man while having sex with my husband, is it wrong? Ooh. Hmm. I don't think it's wrong as long as it's not happening all the time. I think that if it's happening all the time, then that might create an issue. And it depends on like who she's thinking about. Like, is it just somebody, oh, some person she saw in a porno? It's just gonna, right. it's like a, or she's thinking about some guy at work. Like that's yeah, a that that could be an issue right. if it's somebody like 
tangible. <laughs> I can go and I can go and get him if I wanted to. But fantasy is normal. Fantasy is normal. I think that if if you're and I visual is yeah, normal. Yeah. Oh, there's, this is a lot of layers to this question mm-hmm. because if you're thinking of somebody else, is it because your partner's, your husband's not turning you on or not arousing you or is it just a fantasy? Because it, if it's just a fantasy, then it would even be okay to share that with your partner. But if it's because you're not being pleased and that's something you have to communicate. Right. Um, but I think if it's, if it's a celebrity or somebody you saw in a porn, I think it's okay. But if it's like somebody at work or a celebrity, I would not want my partner to be thinking about <laughs> Catherine Heigl. Dear God, don't tell me that. Dear God. Okay. Yeah. But if it's a visual, right. like, you, you know, it's like we were talking about in the last podcast, yeah. you know, if you see yourself in the mirror, that's a turn on, you see some, okay, yeah. that's okay. But like a specific person, you got a problem. You should right. go to therapy. Yeah. You might, you might need to call me. Right. Okay. When my partner gets upset, this is the next question. It's not me. When my partner gets upset, sometimes he withholds sex. This bothers the hell out of me. That's not nice. And that's really interesting. So that... mm, It's passive aggressive. It is very passive aggressive. And at some point, that probably has been done to that person, which is why they are doing it because it was effective before Mm. they were able to get something out of their partner. But in this case, it seems like this person wants to communicate and figure out why that's happening. So, um, I I don't think it's ever right to hold sex from your partner. You, you made a commitment to be in that relationship. You made a commitment to, um, to meet their needs. Right. So you have to communicate about what's making you upset. Why, why would I even want to do that? Well, but there's a difference because we talked about this in our last podcast. For mm-hmm. women, if we have a thing, there's mm-hmm. a thing between you and I that we yep. have not resolved in my mind. <laughs> I'm not going to, it's not that I'm withholding sex from you. It's just I, we have this issue that needs to be cleared mm-hmm. like a wall between our genitals. Yeah. That's different mm-hmm. than somebody punishing you or feeling like you're punished. Yeah. You have to be willing to talk about what is it? What's happening? What's the source of this? I don't think it's okay to hold sex from your partner. Because it just makes it just builds, just right. it's leading to something bigger. So your 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 suggestion, okay, talk to them or and, and again therapy. Like yeah. to me, this seems yeah. pretty severe to withhold sex. Mm-hmm. It, depending on how often it's happening. Okay, perfect. Um, well, oh, this is a great question from a young person. Why don't guys in their twenties focus on what a girl wants in bed? They don't mm-hmm. care about my orgasm, <laughs> and if they're finished, they don't care. Cause they're in their twenties <laughs> they're, cause they're in their twenties. Um, but nobody ever talks about being a good lover. If we look at social media and songs and pop culture right now, everything is instant gratification. Mm-hmm. Nothing is about building, working towards, or, you know, even caring about how this is affecting other people. And that's just not the talk you get when when it comes to sex either from parents or at school. So there, and I find that this this generation of of, of the millennials um, are so attached to their phones and social mm-hmm. media that they're not even they don't have time to connect to mm-hmm. you because they're so connected to what's happening on their phone and the technology. So they're, they're just not educated, not taking the time to put their phone down. So what can she do? Date someone older. 
Okay. You could look to date someone older that is more in tune with what you want. Stop settling for people that are just not available to you in the way that you need them to be. Well, this is the same. It looks like this is from the same person. Okay. How can I vocalize what I want mm. and what I need without hurting his ego? Oh God, that's a loaded. Oh my God, so much to say about that. <laughs> or getting attitude from him. First of all, why are you Who worrying cares? about his ego? Who cares? What the hell is your I think she's projecting. She's afraid to say what she wants. Uh, or getting attitude from him. If he's giving you attitude because you're telling him, do it this way. Right. Don't you want to just run? He's not the right person then. Zip up your clothes, put your dress on and get the (laughs) heck out of there. But I think that's the, that's a big issue amongst women that they're just so afraid of hurting someone else's feelings. Uh, And I'm thinking, what about your feelings? Right. What about your satisfaction? You're entitled to that. Right. Stop. You, you, if someone has an ego when it comes to being involved, that's not the person for you then. And get some self-esteem, confidence, yes. and love yes. for yourself. Speak up for yourself. How can I get a guy in bed with me without looking desperate? <laughs> this kind of goes along with our first podcast when we talked about, um, you know, we as women are sexualized. We sexualize ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're taught to be sexy from from two years old on, but yet we're not taught to um, allow ourselves to have pleasure or communicate. Mm-hmm. Right. We'd like pleasure. So again, how can I get a guy in bed with me without looking desperate? <laughs> it's okay to take charge. Yes. It's okay. I loved what you shared about that you took the initiative to kiss your boyfriend when you guys first went out. I I don't meet enough women that are willing to do that. Women are like, no, I'm going to wait for him to wait, make the first move. I'm like, you're going to be waiting a long time. Why can't you? Shoot. Shoot. I would still be at the (laughs) Nautilus right now talking to Mike Cochran. Why can't we take charge? Mm -hmm. It's okay. Mm -hmm. You're not going to look desperate. It's okay to look confident. Not desperate. Confident. Speak what you want. Say, you know what? I I really find you attractive. I'd, I'd, I'd like you to come over. Make a move. You know, or you just show up with lingerie and then you don't look desperate. He'll know what it is. And stop judging yourself because you want to feel satisfied Mm -hmm. and pleasure as being slutty or desperate. You know, if a guy wants sex, Mm -hmm. he's a man. If a woman, we have to, we have to change that narrative as women. Yes. Yes. I agree. I agree. It's really important. Women are just, they're so timid because they don't want to hurt someone's feelings. But I also think, um, even when she said, um, I don't want to look desperate. I think it's also rejection. Oh yeah, that's true. I don't, I don't want to put myself out there and then get rejected because then I'm going to feel terrible. But you have to put yourself out there. You have to put yourself, you have to own it either way, either way. And if, and you're not rejected, it's just that person wasn't meant for you. Exactly. Next. Exactly. Just like. Ariana Grana. Next. Next. <laughs> Last question. Is it possible to be having too much sex? <laughs> um, no, as long as it's healthy. Um, I mean, I work with sex addicts and I think there's definitely a ways of having too much sex when it becomes toxic for your life. Um, and I mean by toxic of like your life is unmanageable because you're having so much sex and, and you're not able to really live a normal life. So, I think in some ways for people that are sex addicts, uh, it be, can be too much. But for the average person, no. Like, have it as much as you want. Make sure you're getting your orgasms. Make sure you're getting your, you're pleasing your partner. It's consensual. It's consensual. You're a good lover. Right. And make sure you're having fun. So many people are having sex and not having fun. It's supposed to be a, a, 
a mutual experience. So make sure you're having fun. I have been known to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I've learned that that's okay. Yes. You're supposed to have fun. Yeah. And be light. Yes. If you want to get in contact with Jennifer Smith, you can find her on Instagram at Sex Therapist Jen. You can also find her on Facebook. Yes, at Jennifer Smith. Or you can email me at sextherapistjen at gmail.com. And take one of her workshops. <laughs> yes, please. We could learn a lot. Yes, I'll be having a fellatio workshop soon. So she just said fellatio. <laughs> <laughs> so where will you post about that when the dates are? Uh, it'll be on my Instagram. And I'll be at Exotica. That'll be here in Miami in September. Mm. And I'll also be at the one in New Jersey, which will be there, I think, in November. So, um, and I'll be having lots of workshops all over the place until then. So we're going to take your tips and take your advice and we're going to have better sex. We'll have you back on the show. Thank you so much, Jen. Thank you so much. And get your orgasm today. (laughs) It's free. Yes. Sounds like a bargain. Get your orgasm. Come on down. (laughs) A reminder to everybody, submit your questions on adviceforlifewithlynn.com. I care about what's on your mind. I love your questions. And when you go to my website, you'll also get access to my free happiness guide when you sign up. Also, I'm looking for guests with different ways they can help the Advice for Life followers. So reach out if you have something to say and you want to be on the podcast. Lastly, please subscribe and rate my podcast on iTunes. I really care about what you think. Tell me how I'm doing, what you want to hear about. The links are also in the show notes and also on the website. I want to help as many people as I can with this podcast and your shares and your subscribes and reviews help us gain visibility in the iTunes store and help us reach a lot more people. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'll see you next time. And remember, there is nothing we can't talk about.